When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Thursday Wrestling Inc. Wrestling News and Notes show. Jack Farmer, Raj Gear. We got a good one for you. Talking about ratings, talking about collision, talking about the Iron Sheik as well. But before we get into all the news, Raj, it's good to see you again. Feels like it's been forever. Yeah, I know. Our schedule can be a little topsy-turvy on these Thursdays. You were in Vegas. Uh, I was busy last week with the the nba finals <laughs> so yeah. and then i'm heading to thailand late next week so i'm going to be out for a, a few weeks after next week's podcast yeah saying uh wrestling wrap up with the dream team that should be the name of the show wow, right there, there. We go. yeah uh, we also got uh tony in the chat uh tld in the chat jr smith adam mcfarland good to see you guys hanging out hey by the way we're gonna be taking a lot of uh questions from you guys so feel free if you have any news or thoughts or anything you want us to chat about hit us up in that old live chat and we're gonna get to it uh but yeah raj i mean last time since the last time i saw you i feel i've spoken to uh musicians from avenge sevenfold i've spoken to orange cassidy i've spoken to tony khan i've been doing all sorts of stuff you you're going to the nba finals in thailand and living the dream (laughs) (laughs) we're we're taking very separate paths yeah (laughs) i think you do i want to go to thailand in the nba finals uh yeah well uh you know the nuggets they're in first time ever uh it's a huge deal out here um I was lucky enough to be able to go to the NHL NHL finals the day the first day of the NHL finals last year. So it's like, man, got to keep it up. I was hoping. Uh, I don't know. We'll see if Monday. Uh, hopefully, they can wrap it up by Monday because uh, otherwise, it's <laughs> just getting expensive. <laughs> man, I've got things to do. I can't keep going to all these finals games. I know. Champions. Think you of know? my think of my wallet. <laughs> Nuggets, let's wrap well, this up. Ryan Ramirez <laughs> says, "My favorite Thursday podcast. Have a good one." Oh, thank, thank you, Ryan, so much. Um, Mike Rouse saying, "Yeah, let me talk to you." Yeah, talk about uh, the the one of my favorites going right now. By the way, L.A. Night. Uh, Jack can be happy this happy all the time. Sure can. Um, speaking of being happy, I know we got a lot of news to talk about. But Raj, I, I told you off air. I want to talk to you a little bit about Succession. Can we have a little bit of Succession? <laughs> Has it been long enough? We we say a little bit. I mean, I don't know how much we can get into it. I'm sure the wrestling fans will be upset about it. But I I just want to say, this is one of the few shows, I think, that I've ever watched where the last episode made the whole show even better. I feel like they nailed it completely. One of the best seasons to... The the best season to one of the best shows of all time. So I thought they nailed it. I thought the last season was great. Um, You know, there was... Uh, an event that happens earlier in the season that I think a lot had a lot of people worried if they'd be able to carry out the rest of the season after that happened. And I thought they killed it. So it was awesome. Yep. It, it was, I felt very rewarded for watching everything at the end. And it was just, I won't give away the spoiler, but I, personally, everything I wanted to happen kind of happened. I was like, mm, this, is, yeah. this is good uh, without <laughs> it being feeling like phony or fake too right like it wasn't like kumbaya everything you know it was like right yeah that kind of that that is kind of what i would like to have happened to that person or that you know um good show good show all around but uh let's get into some bad news um i guess real quick tornado anthony y saying uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna be at raw this monday in wichita uh but spoiler alert roman won't be there tornado for everyone who's new believes that roman's ducking him uh, so <laughs> tribal chief won't want any of the tornado smoke um on monday but uh, yeah we got ricky here we got big time baxter uh rate the season out of 10 i'd give it an 8 out of 10 it's hard to rate the last season of an episode of a show like that because it feels like the best season because yeah up. yeah it's as close to a 10 as you can get but i always uh i'm always apprehensive of giving anything a 10 you know just because 
was it perfect? I don't know. I, there wasn't one episode I thought was not really good to great. So one of the best seasons of a show I've seen. Yeah, I I really I would recommend Succession to anyone. It was it's it's one of those shows that keeps you hooked in, also pays things off, and it's it's just interesting, especially when you if you are a wrestling fan and you've been watching what's been going on with like WWE and things like that. It, there's so many yeah. parallels. You're like, this is super fun to watch. So, um, and now I feel like I know all this business stuff. I'm like, someone should just give that company the bear hug. <laughs> We should have done a post-succession wrap-up and mix in a bunch of wrestling terminology after every episode, but oh well. Oh well. Well, we can do. We'll do that. a rewatch down the road. Um, <laughs> so the we do have some bad news though, and that is unfortunately the Iron Sheik has passed away. Uh, on Twitter, they um, there was a announcement made. It says uh, today we gather with heavy hearts to bid farewell to a true legend, a force of nature, and an iconic figure who left an incredible mark on the world of professional wrestling. It is with great sadness that we share the news of the passing of the Iron Sheik, but we also take solace in knowing that he departed this world peacefully, leaving behind a legacy that will endure for generations to come. Uh, Raj, to me, a lot of what Iron Sheik did was a bit before my time watching pro wrestling, but also he is the embodiment of everything I think of when I think of a bad guy in pro wrestling. Yeah, just one of the most memorable characters of all time. Um, you know, just uh, he was so over that when Hulk Hogan beat him, you know, if you go back and watch that that reaction after Hogan won, I mean, it was just insane. And so much of that had to do with the Sheik and, you know, it, just Vince coming up with that that whole story with Hogan coming in, beating Sheik just, you know, months after uh, Sheik had won the title. It was just uh, he really kind of w- was the catalyst for getting WWF on the ground uh, nationally. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, again, one of those most memorable characters, you know, when I look at a lot of those 80s characters that, you know, that I really enjoyed, uh, you know, Iron Sheik, one of them, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And if I had to name great matches, there's not really that many. It's not it's it's not right. so much going for match quality. It's going for the experience and the story. And again, just I watching the Iron Sheik Hogan match, uh, just watch it over and over, and it just the crowd reaction and everything. And and then it was a very short match, and it was still just it was just perfect. Well, that's I always say the Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan match. If you go back and watch that one, it's not exactly a masterpiece, but right. it's, it's the one I think a lot of people would peg as one of the biggest matches in pro wrestling history. Um, yeah. But- if you were to redub that crowd noise and put in like a, a dead crowd, it would not, you know, it would not be that good. Uh, but also the story and the characters leading up to it, but just everything around it made it what a, you know, an epic match. Uh, the, the iron Sheik as well. I think something that we forget about with the iron Sheik just because the iron Sheik had been around for so long. The Iron Sheik is possibly one of the best names in pro wrestling, I, I think. Just so cool. If you'd never heard of him, you're like, yeah, there's this villain called the Iron Sheik. You'd be like, that guy sounds awesome. Yeah. And like, and the little mannerisms he did and the spitting and uh, he just, he, the name, like you said, he just brought everything to life. And it was, it was, you know, obviously I don't think that would fly today. But, yeah. Right. But uh, but for the time, you know, it worked. So Well, and that's the thing I think that we take for granted, too, with a guy like that, is that we use the word, you know, you get a lot of heat. He probably was getting heat in his day-to-day life outside of the ring because of what he was doing in the ring. And he had to take all that and live with all that. But that made so many great moments for us wrestling fans as well. And I don't know, there's not a lot of people, I think, today that are okay living being that kind of person their whole life. You know what I mean? Right. And then his Twitter account became one of the more famous Twitter accounts, whether he was actually sending all those or not. Uh, People loved him. Uh, He experienced some crazy tragedy in his life as well. Uh, His daughter was killed by her then boyfriend when she was only 26. And she would tell the story about how he went to the courtroom with a razor blade ready to, you know, kill the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, he's had 
the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and what a, you know, just what a, what a character and, and what a life he had. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because they just did WWF biography, WWF, WWE biographies or A&E biographies. They just did the one on the Iron Sheik recently. And I remember I wasn't as excited for it um, mm-hmm. as some of the others. And then I watched it and it was fantastic. And I, I even tweeted about it after. I was like, this was one I wasn't totally pumped for. But once I watched it, it was just amazing. So if you haven't seen it, go out of your way to see it. Um, and yeah, what a legend. Yeah, he. you mentioned the Twitter account. That was his Twitter account was so fun to follow. Even my non-wrestling friends, I would send them uh, the tweets every now and again, and we'd always get a kick out of them because they were so stupid. <laughs> and you uh, could listen to, you just hear him in his voice, even if it's not, even if it wasn't him. I don't, I don't know right. if all of those were a word, but uh, you just hear all of them in his voice and it just cracks you up that much more. Yeah, his his pinned tweet right off the top is, Take a minute of your day to be nice to someone, you dumb son of a. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. They're, they're all like, I feel like I could just, whenever I'm in a bad mood, I could just like scroll his Twitter and so much of his stuff is just like, yeah. I, you know, it's going to end a certain way, but for some reason, every time you read it, you go into it. <laughs> I don't care if it was him or not. I'm going to give yeah. him the credit and, um, yeah, I yeah, I absolutely loved his Twitter account. I feel like I'm just gonna pop on there every now and again, just just to re re look through some of those. But in the chat, actually, let us know if you followed him on Twitter. Let us know some of your favorite Iron Sheik tweets that you saw, because that might be fun <laughs> to see. I probably won't be able to read all of them if you know what I mean. But uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, and, you know, some iconic moments, as we mentioned, the whole Kogan match. Also, uh, I, I believe. I believe he there was only one title change at the first WrestleMania, right? And that was Iron Sheik and Nikolai winning the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Um, let me double check that. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> yeah, that was the only title change on that card. Uh, he was in one of the first SummerSlams, you know, in the tag team main event when they repackaged him as Colonel Mustafa. He won the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania, I believe it was 17. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Bobby Heaton had one of the best lines on commentary. Uh, what did he say? Uh, Iron Sheik was going really slow to the ring. And uh, and you have to hear Bobby Heenan say it, but, but he goes, by the time Iron Sheik gets the ring, it'll be a WrestleMania 27. <laughs> <laughs> He was so good. He was so good. Uh, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And uh, Brad Davenport with a classic from the old uh, Twitter, F the Monday. <laughs> yeah. Again, you can hear in his voice. Um, Tornado Anthony Y saying, uh, Sheik would make Roman humble. Uh, you know, if you could have an All-Stars Legends of Wrestling matchup, that'd be an interesting one to see go down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, with an interesting note here, it says fun note: Greg Gagne's mother uh, was said to have named Iron Sheik uh, or given Iron Sheik's the name. Uh, Greg said that today on Busted Open Radio. So interesting. Yeah, yeah that uh, is interesting. It like I said, it's a great name. It was, I was talking to a, a a fellow wrestler here on the West Coast, uh, Levi Shapiro, about names, and he was talking about like Sputnik the Destroyer and some of these old names. It was like this just sounds so cool, even if you've never never followed wrestling some of these names and like i think the iron sheik is one of them where you're like that just sounds like a cool just a cool name he sounds like a, a gi joe villain and i guess he kind of was in some some respects but uh yeah it was funny how they they tie the nicknames to the well, well outside of iron sheik but rowdy yeah. rowdy piper and bobby the brain heen and jesse the body venture how they tie the the nickname to the name so perfectly and you don't see that as often anymore you know the big dog Roman Reigns doesn't just roll off the tongue. Um, no, it's like the old ones did. Big dog Roman Reigns. Yeah, that <laughs> they tried. They tried to make that one. Stick. And even Ronda Rousey, like Rowdy Ronda. You know, when when I'm saying Ronda Rousey, I just say Ronda Rousey. But yeah, I don't think I, I don't think anyone says Rowdy Ronda Rousey unless it's a like unless it's Michael Cole or something. Mm. Um, and then uh, Justine joined us in the chat. Always good to see you, Justine. Um, 
And so, uh, yeah, just if you have any good memories of Iron Sheik, share them in the chat. Or again, if you have any funny, uh, any of his, any of your favorite tweets from him, he has so many that, like I said, even my non-wrestling fans, I would send them over to him, or, or they'd start following him just because it was so, so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, everything ended with an f bomb or something like that. But it was the, the little journey he would take you on in 140 characters was just a treat. Mm -hmm. So. Um, if it wasn't him doing it, then whoever was doing it, I say, let him keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, now, as we, as we continue on, Raj, uh, one of the things I did want to chat with you about, obviously, is the, the ratings for this week. Uh, I know for mm -hmm. AEW Dynamite, they were uh, surprisingly uh, set on their numbers here. Even though they had some pretty tough competition, they uh, ended up getting 903,000 viewers overall with approximately 430,000 in that key demo, which was up 15% from the week prior. Uh, that's got to be a good, good feeling over at AEW headquarters. Yeah, I think a lot of people expected a, a big drop against the NBA Finals. Last year, the 18 to 49 demo, they did a 0.34. This year, they did a 0.33. But um, last year, they saw a 15% drop from the week before uh, against the NBA finals this week. They were up 14% um, as far as the rating goes. So that has to be considered, you know, uh, I wouldn't say a huge success, but it was, it's definitely very good. Um, it's the best 18 to 49 demo rating they've done since March 22nd. That was the Omega versus Vikingo match. And yeah, the viewership, 903,000. Also, again, I think it is solid against the finals. So yeah, good good rating. Um, that last week, you know, comparing it to last week, last week was a weird one because I actually thought they would be better last week because they didn't have NBA competition. They were actually down 9%. So um, from the week before that did have NBA competition. So, any, but anyway, regardless, this week's number, I think was, was a, a big success overall yeah, and of course nxt they had six hundred and fifteen thousand uh total with two hundred and twenty two thousand in the demo there um and that was basically even with last week but um still overall year over year really good for that show and dynamite this this week it was only down four percent year over year in total viewers and down three percent in 18 to 49 so as far as year over year numbers go i mean we've been seeing weeks where they're down you know last last week they were down almost 30 percent so mm -hmm. uh the year over year drop this week was uh was pretty good com 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 compared to the other weeks yeah the finals definitely not or nba playoffs definitely not helping them out but um that's something they're gonna have to learn to deal with uh but big time baxter with a comment uh it's amazing how significant of a difference a female demo increase can make 18 to 49 overall a lot stronger for aew um I saw yeah. that mentioned on the NXT numbers. Was that a, a factor in AEW's numbers as well? Yeah, yeah, it was. And um, not sure why it was up that much this week because Vanderpump Rules was still on. I guess it's not. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure why, but they were up uh, a lot in in women. Um. Which, I mean, obviously that's a huge opportunity for them if they can capitalize on it. I wonder how much it has to do with um, maybe Chris Statlander winning the title or um, from the AEW side of things or mm -hmm. um, Tony Storm is the champion. I, again, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe the female side of the locker room has nothing to do with it, but I don't know. It's, it, it is interesting that the, those numbers went up uh, as much as they did, but I, I think that female wrestling fans are a very big demographic and a very big opportunity. So hopefully they keep on uh, giving them something to watch. Absolutely. Um, big time Baxter making the claim. Uh, I think the noise of punk appearing created a lot of buzz and intrigue to tune in no matter the competition. Uh, what do you think about that Raj? You think just the idea that punk is now officially looming out there that people are more interested in what's going on on AEW? I mean, that could be part of it. I mean, the announcement was made just last week, uh, the official announcement. So maybe people were expecting to be here more. Maybe they're intrigued by the main event of Collision. Um, it could be it could be a factor of those. I don't know. But uh, it's always a good sign, you know, especially when they've been down a lot this year to 
to be kind of leveling off a little bit and and raising those numbers because this is an important summer for him. Of course, we got uh, Shlomo Shilliams in the chat. Raj and Jack, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so Samantha making the comment, I think it all depends on who's wrestling that night, not what's going on. So Samantha, let us know. So do you look at like what the what is previewed ahead of time and based on whose name, you know, when they say next week, you know, so-and-so is competing, does that get you to tune in or is it commercials? Or Because uh, I always think the thing with ra wrestling ratings is, a lot of times people don't know what's happening. So it's like when people are like, oh, so-and-so was on, so the quarter hour was up. But I don't know who's going to be on what quarter hour, so it's not like I can just wait to tune in. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I, I felt like this week didn't really have that big marquee match. So um, like next week does, you know, with MJF versus Adam Cole. But I didn't feel like this week did, so I don't know. Yeah, well... Um, Speaking of uh, this week, though, uh, Mike Rouse with a comment. The MJF segment was buck wild. Great um, stuff. Yeah, I think that, that this will be an interesting matchup for them as well. I think MJF versus Adam Cole is sort of a dream match for a lot of people uh, to see happen. I'm going to echo what a lot of people are saying. like They're giving it away for free next week. I have a feeling we're not going to see the end of it next week. <laughs> no, it seems... Seems to me like what I'm sure everyone else is thinking is that this is building to Adam Cole winning and then getting the title match. Now, where they do that will be interesting. Like at Forbidden Door, um, you could do it there or, or Wembley. Uh, do you save it until all in? Um, that's a long time. So, yeah, we'll see. But, yeah, that's clearly uh, MJF's ne next challenger. Yeah, it seems like the right one. Um, but uh, that's what uh, Big Time Baxter saying. Lots of lapsed wrestling fan, lots of lapsed fans watching wrestling last Friday. Probably a minor trickle effect. You know what's interesting is that Rampage did pretty poorly on Friday last week, and when it, SmackDown did that huge number, um, so I would have think I would have thought if you're going to see a trickle effect, it'd be a rampage. Cause the minute after SmackDown ended, you had like almost 3 million people watching. And then that dropped to like, you know, 300 and something thousand for rampage. But um, whatever it is, it's uh it's a good sign. I mean, all the, you know, SmackDown doing that huge number last week, I would think they're down this week. I, I think they're, they're definitely against the NBA playoffs. I'm forgetting if they're against the NHL as well. Let me double check that. Oh, if they're against both, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah. And no, they're not. So, uh, so nothing. Game seven, potentially, if there's a game seven, game six and game seven would be the ones that are uh, potentially against SmackDown and Rock. That, and that would be next week's for SmackDown. It'd be Friday, June 16th, if there's a game six. Um, for the NHL play um, finals, and then Monday, June 19th, if there's a game seven. Um, well, we got a few comments here. Tony, uh, Tori, and I feel like I always say your last name wrong, Tony, so I apologize. But uh, ask Raj, what do you think of the main event for Collision? I like it if this is the way they want to present the 05 feud of Punk and Joe. Uh, Tony goes on to say, I personally think the first match should have been on collision to have a huge double main event and have more of a buildup. Uh, but what do you think about this main event for collision? And let's just talk about a little bit about collision, its debut and will it work and what they need to do to be successful, et cetera. Well, punk hasn't been in action hardly at all in over a year. He had really one, real or two real matches one was a tag match one was his match with moxley where he won the title and then you had that really short match where moxley basically squashed him so um i think it's good for him to have his first match be a tag match so he can work off the ring rust and uh he's in there with really talented guys that could definitely um pull off an excellent match so you know um i don't think you want to do i mean the, the biggest match would be to do like a singles punk match, like whether it's against Samoa Joe, I think would, would have been big, but I don't think you also want to give that away right away. So I think mm -hmm. this is a good way to get, you know, punk back in the mix, get fans watching. They're going to tune in 
and then you build a story for what's next for punk. So I think it's, I, I like the choice. It's um, I, th I think it does give them some, it gives them a lot of room. I will say that something about six man tags just don't seem to hit as hard mm -hmm. as like a I singles agree. match. But I also think that it's probably the smarter way to go. Cause then also you're only going to get a little taste of CM Punk in this match as well. You're not going to get everything from him. So probably help them drag things out a little bit more and get a little bit more TV out of him as opposed to just beating Samoa Joe night one. Right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I but I, have I think it'd be spicier to get Punk versus Joe main event. Yeah, I think you do something like Punk uh, Punk pinning Juice Robinson, so Punk gets that first win, and then afterwards Samoa Joe chokes out Punk or something like that. So you have something to build to for the pay per view. You know, I don't know if you do that at Forbidden Door. I don't. You know, it'll be interesting to see with with Punk's schedule going forward, but. Right now, he's on all, you know, he's going to be on most of, the, if not all, the collisions. Um, we, the United Center still hasn't sold out, even after the punk announcement. The tickets have moved some. At the, the last time I checked, it was like a thousand tickets had sold since the punk announcement. So he made a difference uh, for that show. But uh, as Samantha's pointing out, I heard collision tickets are not selling that well. Uh, that is true for the shows following it in Canada. They have not been selling that well. Um, and one of them was Toronto, where they sold out almost instantly for Forbidden Door uh, for Collision. They're under 2,000 tickets that they've sold so far. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not doing great. We'll, we'll see what that first episode's like and to see if that first episode um, gets a buzz and, and gets those tickets moving. Yeah, I think one of the things that's making it struggle is because of rampage and we saw what happened with rampage. And so I think a lot of people are a little bit like, is this going to be cool or is this going to be just another rampage? Um, Saturday is a tough night, but by kind of splitting the rosters and they still haven't said they haven't still haven't called it an official roster split yet. Um, I don't know if they'll do that next week or on the first episode of collision, or if they're just going to kind of have separate rosters, but not really say it. Um, but I think it's important to have punk on, you know, this one show to kind of really get it going and having him on every week should help. Yeah. Um, it also be very interesting because it's, it's definitely one of those things where we talk about who's a draw, who isn't. This is just from a, a fan standpoint, interesting to see what kind of draw he ends up being on a saturday night but at the same time i don't know what success is considered on a saturday night like is is two hundred and fifty thousand viewers on a saturday night considered a win or is it considered a flop i don't know yeah and tony khan has has said he can see it being close to dynamite or even beating dynamite so if it's not close i think that's um you know uh and that's not great but um it's going to be hard to be close to dynamite because they are on a Saturday night. They're going to be up against WWE PLEs, you know, every, every month or so UFC pay-per-views, mm -hmm. tons of different sports, uh, college, college football. football. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be tough. Um, and then if the ratings do start falling and then they're like, okay, we're going to really put the focus back on dynamite. Like what would happen with rampage. Um, then yeah, it could become another rampage. So let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, um, Tony with a uh, comment here. I think Adam Cole, MJF face-off definitely helped the numbers. That was the uh, peak of the night. It was the peak of the night. So in, in the in the demo, in 18 to 49, that was the peak for overall viewers as the first quarter. Uh, but what I always say is we didn't know that was going to happen. So it becomes tough right. to say that like people tuned in for it because they didn't know we were going to get it, where, as opposed to if they advertised it. Uh, I'm not saying they should have advertised it. I'm just saying... You know, like if, if someone was to go, hey, they didn't break a million viewers um, and they even did this. It's like, well, a million people didn't know that's what was happening. And well, a lot of a show, too, is because ratings are the average per minute over a 15 minute period. You add up those quarters. So a lot of a show is not necessarily gaining viewers as it's people not tuning out and getting more people to tune in than tune out, basically. Or people that are going back and forth have them like stick. And so um 
usually you see with AEW shows, they start off big. A lot of that has to do still, I think, with the lead in with Big Bang Theory. And then it drops throughout the show. But when you see a big increase in the middle of the show, that just shows the segment was a hit. Yeah. Um, but as we go back to talking a bit about Collision, uh, Shlomo says, I have Collision tickets and Forbidden Door. If they don't sell for Collision, that's hilarious. Um, hopefully, I mean, I, I want them to do well. I think the better they do on all of these shows, the better for everybody, really. But uh, the more competitive the wrestling competition is between the companies, the, the better it is for the fans. Is it a... Um, I, I always feel like to a ticket sale, something that's probably hurting them is I feel like they are in Chicago and some of these places so often that mm -hmm. it doesn't really feel like, like whenever they come to the West coast now, I feel like, well, I got to go. Cause I don't know when they're going to come back. So I, I have to go because it's the only chance I get where there, it feels like if you're there every three months, I go, eh, I'm not going to go this time. Maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Chicago is one of those areas. They still do well in Chicago. Most times they, you, we haven't seen them do badly in Chicago, but they go there a lot. Toronto, you know, um, they're hitting it twice in a short period of time. But again, one was instant sellout. The other has sold less than 2000 tickets. And I, I don't know how much that's going to pick up. Um, Tornado Anthony Y says AEW should come to Wichita. People want it. Uh, I think there's a lot of places people want AEW to come come to more. I mean, I guess I understand why they like the places they like, but at the same time, there's a whole world out there, Tony. You can travel, <laughs> spread your wings and fly, go to these right. different places. Right. Um, especially, though, I think that's where selling things like a Rampage and a Collision gets tricky, though, if you're in a Chicago, for instance, because like they've had multiple pay-per-views there. Why would they want to see a regular show now? I could, you know, what like... Even just me having seen just seen uh, WrestleMania, now I'm like, would I go to see a, a SmackDown when I just saw WrestleMania? I mean, that's going to be hard to top for a little bit, but uh, right. And well, AEW is you know in Chicago for a Collision, and then they're back just days later for Dynamite. <laughs> you know, that's a, right. That could be a tough sell, right? Especially when one features you know CM Punk returning and the other doesn't. Samantha with a few comments here says uh, CM Punk is more of a nostalgia is more nostalgia nowadays. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he was really effective when he first came in last time and um, the numbers were up, you know, across the board and then he got injured. And when he came back from injury, the numbers didn't really go up that much. And, you know, all of not all in all out uh, that he wrestled on against Moxley that, I felt like that didn't do a good number at all, considering it had Punk versus Moxley and Punk going for the title. Yeah, that's the thing about people returning is you do get that initial, oh, you returned, but then we got to see what you're doing after that. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and this return is under, you know, some dubious circumstances, <laughs> what happened with the backstage fight and everything. So I think there's there's a lot more intrigue with this one than when he came back last year from injury. Yeah, I think even everyone's... I'm very interested to see how it goes. I'm very interested to see what he does now that he's coming back. Because, yeah, this is this is a very different situation. than The first time he came back, it was a different situation than any other return. And now it's another different situation than uh, any other return I can remember. So I'm, I'm very excited to see it. Uh, Big Time Baxter says uh, it's so vital to not make it feel like a rampage, a hot angle, a different look, just something completely different that from dynamite. Agreed. Baxter says, I always say it's the stories. Uh, and Casey J echoes that no storylines equals poor ticket sales. I think mm -hmm. the one thing that we could really take away from the bloodline, for instance, and all the success that WWE's had with that is you can have great characters and great matches, but you need really compelling stories that happen week in and week out to get numbers up. You can pop a rating, but if you want to have that consistent growth and like actual people tuning in, you got to have that story that we cling to and keep us wanting to see more and more of. And I think that's the, the strength of the bloodline and that's the strength of what WWE has been doing. And I hope that that's more of the focus as they move forward, then let's have a big, five-star match or let's you know have a debut or something like that yeah that bloodline story you, you know uh i think a lot of a lot of people thought after wrestlemania was probably gonna 
you know, temper down and, and die out a little bit. And that hasn't happened. That Jimmy Uso thing was hot. And that angle on SmackDown did almost 3 million viewers. One of the, uh, I think it's the hottest quarter hour that they've done uh, in years. Yeah. And it, so, it, it, to, to your point, the, the proof is there. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's not because Jimmy turned. It's because it was the next step. Right. In a very long story that we want to see what happens next. And WWE has been so smart about after that happens, they say, you know, next week, Jay will do this. And now we have to wait and tune in and see what Jay right. does. And that's it's that little cliffhanger that TV is is all about. I always say wrestling's TV. Don't forget, like at the end of the day, it's it's still TV. You got to make yeah. it TV as good as I like as much as I like my matches and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we talk about draws, though. Samantha says, I'm not a big AEW fan. I hear Cole is wrestling. I'm going to watch. So uh, Adam Cole is a draw for Samantha there. Uh, mm -hmm. Adam Cole is great. I, I hope that he hits that stride that he had when he was in NXT again. Yeah, I think it's, it, it's you know, Adam Cole and MJF did a, you know, a good number last night. But his quarter hours up until then, uh, since he returned, have not actually been that great. Um, so it's good to see, like, it's clicking because it seems like the stuff with him and Jericho wasn't. I feel like with uh, Adam Cole for a long time, at least since he's come back or whatever the case is with him, I feel like we've even actually when he first showed up, we were more kind of waiting to see where he landed than mm -hmm. really like we were waiting to see, like, is he a world title guy or is he a TN TBS title guy or, or TNT title guy? I mean, uh, or is a international, you know what I mean? Like, I think there was mm -hmm. this kind of like, is he going to stick around or is he going to be someone who debuts, looks strong and then disappears for a while? So I think with him, there's always been a little bit of a, where is he really? But now that we're seeing him challenge for the world title, it's a little bit more like, okay, this is what their plans are for him. This is what they have yeah. in mind for him. At least I think. Yeah. That could be part of it. Like he's a top guy and you watch the top guys. Yep. Um, we got a big question from Jeff Hanlon saying, oh, wow. Question for the dynamic duo. Finally got permission to introduce my nephew to wrestling. Sweet. Uh, I've got my own list of classics to show him, but what's your top five? Gotta raise him right. Uh, any uh, any matches that stand out to you? Any wrestlers? Anyone that you think, if you're introducing someone to pro wrestling, uh, that they should take a look at? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um Rock versus Hogan, because there's a good chance your nephew's going to know both of them. Um, Absolutely one of my all-time favorites, by the way. Yeah. Um, I was a big gosh. fan of Goldberg versus Hogan, too, but I, I feel like that might be... If, if I'm a young kid, I might look at that and go, that's too old. I don't care anymore. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? That's another one. The, the crowd was hot. It's, you know, it's just electric, so... Um, a lot of these kind of involve Hogan because he was so uh, he was such a central part of such a long period of wrestling. Because as far as like a, a storyline, a heel turn done right, the, in my opinion, the greatest heel turn ever was Hogan mm -hmm. joining the NWO. Um, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, you know, at uh, at uh, Elimination Chamber earlier this year. Just as far as that story and, and pay, you know, pay, kind of paying off that story, it, it still continued after that, but. But uh, just how hot that crowd was and how hot that storyline was and, and showing that that piece of it. Um, yeah. I think maybe a, a Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker could be. Yeah, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Um, Ooh, the, that, uh, the, I'm a big fan of that. Um, uh, Young Bucks versus Page and uh, Omega from, was it Revel like the first revolution they did? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that one also, if you're watching wrestling now, if, if you watch AW, there's still residuals of that happening on TV too. Right. So it'd yep. be fun as a fan getting into wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a great one. And, you know, to kind of give them a whole smorgasbord, you know, uh, Omega versus Okada from New Japan. Um, I think those would be, you know, one of those would be really good as well. So sorry, yeah. I can limit it to five, but I, I, you know, I'd pick one of the Hogan matches, uh, Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, 
one of the you know Omega AEW matches, and then one of the uh, Okada New Japan matches. And gosh, I'm leaving Brett out. He Brett versus Austin, I feel like should be up there. Oh, I need Stone Cold as well. Yeah, so that gets that gets them both. There's a ton of uh, a ton of them in here too. Ricky in the chat saying Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Yeah, is a good one. Eddie uh, versus uh, Eddie versus Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc. Oh yeah, that one for sure. Because I always think those are ones too that are um, that are like because you again you see it like people either do pay tributes to it to this day whether it be in the outfits or the moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Tony with uh, Austin versus Rock at Mania. That's another Which one. The seventeen, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's the one yeah. I uh, assume. But uh, mm-hmm. Brett versus Mr. Perfect SummerSlam. That's a great one. That's another, and it really elevated Brett. And uh, yeah, it it, uh, it took him from a mid card guy to you know the next level. Yeah, uh, Sting versus Flair. That's another one where there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, just a rivalry in general. I'm sure you could pick up. But Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon ladder match. Oh yeah. A legendary one um but uh yeah a lot of a lot of good ones there um that i think yeah that's the thing about pro wrestling is you have a plenty to choose from but you do have to watch omega versus okada if you want to survive wrestling twitter so that'll be, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the fourth yeah. one to see uh but yeah see what your nephew likes and uh from all of those and and then you know, send them more that way. Yeah, we got Hogan versus Taker, uh, John Cena versus The Rock, one and two. And of course, anyone versus Brock Lesnar uh, is a good one, too. I mean, Brock versus Undertaker, you can go back and say the match itself wasn't great, but that finish is one of the greatest endings of all time, as far yeah. as just shocked silence. You, you never see that. I I think it was like 15 minutes after that. I was like, wait a minute, though. How are they going to like do this so that it doesn't really count? <laughs> right. Lost, yeah, right? Yeah, like, like, you're waiting for a referee to run in and say, wait right, a second. Right. Like the next <laughs> match is going. I'm like, so can they still start the other match over? What is, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so much, uh, so much good stuff there. But um, we, uh, we also got a, uh, oh, by the way, uh, Shlomo says, uh, take care, Raj and Jack. Thank you so much, Shlomo. Thank um, you. But uh, we also got Veggie Gamer with a question. Who do you guys have winning the Money in the Bank matches? Raj, I feel like you and I both agree, but uh, <laughs> I know who you're going to say. But uh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, who do you think should win it? I'm all for LA Knight. I don't think Cody needs it right now. I think he's already on that path. You just insert him in. He doesn't need money in the bank because he's another one that I've heard as a favorite. So, um, yeah, I'd say I'd say LA Knight. And on the women's side, I, again, I don't think someone like Becky Lynch needs it. Um, gosh. Um, yeah, the women's side is kind of wide open right now, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I yeah, I definitely don't think Becky Lynch. I you know, I'd like to see uh Trish Stratus get it. I think I don't I know if she wants to do a ladder match, you know, at this point in her career. Zoe Stark, uh, you know, Zoe I, Stark might be, I don't know if it's too soon, but Zoe Stark, they clearly have a, a big plans for what if it was uh what if they did the whole zoe stark wins it and gives it to trish <laughs> yeah, they could you know uh gosh if you want to take off the internet fans that's right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and as she uh, hands it over she says i've never watched okada versus omega <laughs> <laughs> then they really they really get it yeah <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, big time back to saying, I'd like to see Zelina Vega. Uh, she's been picking up momentum. She'd be, she'd be good, but faces, good guys are always weird to have as the. Yeah. I mean, cashing in is such a heel move. And I feel like that, that kind of hurt Biggie. Um, 
when yeah. you're cashing in on a champion when he's weakened, you know, that's just a heel move. Like the baby face should be like, Hey, I'm going to challenge you on this day or, you know, at this pay-per-view, but not kind of sneak in that win. So I felt like that kind of hurt Biggie's cash and getting totally off the ground. And then of course he wasn't booked all that great. I didn't think. Yep. Casey J by the way, with looking, looking uh, through the, uh, in between the lines here, LA Knight is not winning. WWE kept posting on Twitter. Do you think he should win? Uh, which is kind of a, um, yeah. is kind of one of those, uh, probably not a good sign. <laughs> right. uh, Samantha says EO Sky has it. I, I, I can see her. Yeah, I could, I could see that happening. Um, Smooth T asking me, Jack, I never understood why they had Roman as this long-term champion coming up on three years at SummerSlam. Should have been Brock Lesnar chasing Bruno San Martino. Uh, I'm a huge Brock fan, but it's so I feel like you can't argue with the results of of Roman Reigns right now. Mm. Uh, I mean, in every every way you measure this stuff, he's knocking it out of the park. I don't I love Brock, but it's just it's hard to argue against Roman right now. There is an art article in uh, the Hollywood Reporter. If you go to Wrestling Inc., you can see, you could read about it. Um, just because it could be hard to find on Hollywood Reporter. If you could find it, go to Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. They um, WWE has set gate or attendance records in 57 cities over across the world over the last six months. So, I mean, that's a that's a I mean, pretty big deal. Yeah, it's it, so that's it's very hard to argue against Roman Reigns in any way because, like I said, ratings, ticket sales, merch, anything you rate success off of, he's yeah. he's crushing it. So and every PLE, even if you're not just looking at ratings, every PLE has done better than the than the previous one. Or and there, are, I think, I think they've all set records over the last six months. So. You know, for backlash, that you know, biggest biggest gate in Puerto Rico for WWE. WrestleMania is the biggest gate for WrestleMania. Royal Rumble, same thing. So, uh, it's it's hard to argue. Um, we also got uh, Ryan Darnell. By the way, it's his birthday. So, hey, Ryan, happy birthday happy, to you! Happy Thanks birthday, for, uh, Ryan! Hanging out. Um, we got a uh, a super chat from Terry Allen Jr. saying, "I don't care what y'all say." Uh, was added to Trish's theme song at the beginning. You like it? Enjoyed Little Mermaid? I haven't seen the new Little Mermaid uh, yet, um, so I can't comment on it, but I like the original, so I'm glad a new generation's getting one. Um, yeah, I saw it. Uh, I saw it with my daughters last week, and I loved it. I thought it was really good. I always go to those kind of movies going like, this is, I'm not going to be into this. And then at the end, I'm like, singing the song at <laughs> well well a lot of those like uh the classic like disney cartoon movies now look so old like you watch the little mermaid now uh the lion king just visually with how far animation has come it, it just looks so old so when i would watch it those movies with my daughters i can only watch them once you know? right you guys keep watching them over and over but right. uh <laughs> and so like seeing the the revamp it's the original is still a classic but um it it's i don't know i thought it was really well yeah. done yeah that's something as you get older you just got to learn that everything that was a classic to you is going to get remade and redone and you can either be the old man that shakes fists set clouds at it or you can just go i'm gonna enjoy it for what it is and this is great but yeah you know. i'm shocked they haven't done wizard of oz yet yeah that's actually a really good point that's that seems like you could easily redo that and yeah. make it make it great again uh because that one looks really old too. <laughs> uh tanner with the, the question though raj little mermaid reboot is it better than cm punk's return we'll find out <laughs> if cm punk is was <laughs> If they told the story, like it goes back to CM Punk in Chicago watching AEW and being like, part of your world. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, Tony with the comment, though. <laughs> expecting the conversation to go this way. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to talk about succession this whole time. Right, yeah. Uh, 
Tony <laughs> says uh, he's more intrigued if the elite show up on Collision while Punk is there. That's the story that he's yeah. interested in. It's not happening anytime soon unless sides get mended and they haven't been. You know, that's what I've. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I I wasn't a big fan of all the um, drama that surrounded AEW with this. But then that, at the end of the day, there is that part of it's like, but if they announced CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, I would be hooked right oh. now. So oh, yeah. as much as I wish, I'm like, oh, I don't like how that looked. There's a part of me that's like, but I would totally want to see if they had that opportunity to do something, you know? If they were to get, you know, CM Punk and uh, FTR versus the Elite obviously would be huge, but I think the biggest match would be Punk versus Omega. But by all accounts, that's not happening. I mean, right anytime soon. Again, uh, there are some hurt feelings on some of the people involved yeah um big time baxter wants to says i i give triple h credit for booking the show in a way that keeps most of the audience watching the whole show as opposed to just one segment uh, hard to argue what uh what they've been doing I, I don't know who to give credit to as far as booking goes uh, over there because i from what i understand there's a lot of folks but um it's mostly triple h it's been it's been good it's hard to argue argue that um but uh we also got a uh mark smith says they're leaving money on the table they don't have to be friends to wrestle um i agree i i agree <laughs> but also i've taken things personally before i'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna... <laughs> but this is a lot of money <laughs> i've never passed on money because i was taking something personally <laughs> I mean, I'm look, Brett, <laughs> Brett and Sean, you know, they hated each other and they they were working together just, you know, like a month after they had their backstage locker room fight. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Darnell with the question, Jack, do you think Rikishi comes uh, to be part of the bloodline story? I don't think so. Um, he might like make a one time appearance, but I don't think they're adding people. Yeah, I could see it being like how they had often seek and make, you know, cameos in the past, something like that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. Wouldn't expect him to be there every week, anytime uh, soon. I was a big Rikishi fan back in the day, though. So, um, yeah. like, who wasn't? I mean, come on. And he's, he's still looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the other, the real question is, Raj, who will beat Orange Cassidy? Tornado Anthony Y wants to know. I think Swerve could have used it. I don't. I'm not saying he should have done it last night, but um, I'd like to see Swerve get to that next level. So. I, I'd go swear, but I, I will say they they've done a good job of making that title mean something. And, mm -hmm. you know, you see the mistakes they made with some of the other belts by changing them too often. And you see, you know, like you see it with the AEW world title. You don't you don't change it that often. You can make a star. His name is AEW, uh, the the TBS title, you know, which when Jade Cargill had it, it, it you know, Chris, Chris was already a star, but it just took her to the next level by beating Jade. Yeah, it's having those titles. That, that's how you get a title to mean something. And again, I credit Roman Reigns and how they've used him with that. Is I think it really kind of beat into our heads when you have someone who looks and feels and acts like an unbeatable champion. Then every time they defend the title, it becomes appointment viewing because you have to see whether or not this is that moment. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Gunther and, and Bianca Belair when she had it. So. Yep. Um, so yeah, a lot of good stuff with there. Ricky Lewis saying Swerve should have won, man. I am a huge Swerve fan. I am a big believer in the AEW's got something with him in that he can, I think he can be one of those wrestlers that is different than everybody else, but still wrestle really well and cut promos and do things differently than what everyone else is doing. And that I think stands out to people. So I think AEW, if I'm AEW, I'm figuring out how to make Swerve a focal point of the show personally. Yep, uh, agreed. But I, uh, I I, think he should have won. I, I would, Yeah, I agree. I don't know if maybe last night was the right time, but I think he should win a title sooner rather than later. Maybe he's the one that beats uh, Wardlow down the line, but Wardlow yeah. needs to start racking up some defenses too uh, before uh, he loses that one. Um Speaking of, we got Tornado Anthony Y with another question. Hey, Raj and Jack, if I see Cody Monday before Raw, what should I talk about? Maybe if he wants to be in Money in the Bank. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he's going to be wrestling Dom at Money in the Bank, personally. But 
What about you, Raj? That's kind of what I thought too. That's what that's what it looks like, and I think the heat for that match will be off the hook, so it should be awesome. Uh, yeah, that that goes to the next question: was what if Dom Dom wins Money in the Bank? <laughs> that would be some heat. <laughs> you would. It's one of those things where I think if he won, there'd be total heat. People be into it. It'd be fun, but there'd always be that he's not going to win, though. Like you'd never believe he's going to actually become the champion. Um, he's not beating Roman, but... right? Well, I guess that's what I mean. Maybe <laughs> I guess he could. I could see him getting one over on Seth. I guess at this point, but um, yeah, I, you know, and I think that's one thing. A lot of times, WWE hasn't thought a lot about is they'll pick a winner and not decide what's next. Like right. we've seen with Baron Corbin and, and others in the past, and Otis, Otis, yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. so. But I think this regime's a little different. By the way, someone posted a clip from that Money in the Bank that Otis won, and what a weird time we went oh, through. I tried to that. block it out of my memory. Corbin threw Rey Mysterio off the side of a building. <laughs> it and was Brian so Anderson bad. And, and AJ Styles were fighting. Wait, was it those two? Were fighting in Vince McMahon's office, and Vince McMahon was there, and it was just like... it. It felt like a weird fever dream watching it back. Like, was this, <laughs> did this really, I really watched this. And like, oh God. I think I talked about it on the show after it was over. Even <laughs> that, was, that was some of the worst TV wrestling <laughs> I've ever seen. And granted, I mean, they were, they were trying to come up with stuff, but man, ugh. I, yeah, I, I, I thought it. AEW was killing them during that period. Create, you know, in my opinion, creatively. Yeah. Yeah, that's when AEW is definitely uh, on a roll there. Uh, Bit Milligan with possibly the big question of the night. Who will be the next challenger to Roman Reigns? It's probably Jimmy Uso, right? That, that seems to, to look the way. Who do you think? Do you think he has a chance to win? No. Who do you think the next person who has a chance to win will be? Hmm. Maybe not that they're going to, but that you go, you know what? They have a it Cody. feels like it's going to be Cody, but do you think they'll go until Cody gets the shot? Until, like, would be, you know, why what, waste you know it now? Like, you know, why uh, waste all that, all that, uh, all that interest in the belt? Uh, just unless it's the right moment, and uh, you know, I think Cody so far is the only one that seems like the right guy. You know what? I don't. I wouldn't do Brock again, even though Brock is always cre more than credible, and. No one's quite over to that level. So, yeah. Cody. Ricky Lewis in the chat saying Bobby Lashley, maybe. I think I, I like a feud with him and Roman, but I don't, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Bobby Lashley's gotten a little bit cold, I think. Yeah. Um, when he was when he was hot, I'd see it. But right now he hasn't really he hasn't beaten a lot of people that feel like they're at that level. He'd need to get heated up again, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Ricky's saying also solo versus roman at SummerSlam. yeah i mean they're definitely protecting the hell out of solo he hasn't been he's only been pinned once right so far yeah so and that was yeah. cody uh, i believe yeah yep it was um, cody so it's not like he it's not like a slouch beat him it was, right. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so um mark smith orange cassidy is the tribal chief of aew <laughs> fair comparison uh, yeah. Tony says, I'd like to see Riddle beat Reigns. Um, I yeah. don't think that is going to happen. Um, but, you know, speaking of Cody Rhodes, uh, I got to say, when he lost at WrestleMania, I was definitely in the camp of, oh, they messed up. They should have just had him win. That was the moment. But yeah. the further WrestleMania is in the rear view, and I look at what Cody's doing with Brock Lesnar and now potentially with Dom and whoever else is next, I think they may have played their cards right. Because I think... I feel like I like Cody more and more now that I am seeing him go through these instead of just going straight to the championship. Um, yeah, what, and to have kept yeah. this Brock Lesnar feud going, that probably would have meant he would have had to lose the title to Lesnar. Mm -hmm. um, and it, that short title reign, I don't know. I don't know if that would have done him any favors. So I don't know. I still thought, I still think Cody winning could have been the right one, but I'm definitely seeing... Um, with how the storyline is playing out and just how they're doing, you know, financially with the numbers and everything it, it, that, yeah, maybe it was the right call all along to not have him win yet. 
yeah, I will say in that moment though at WrestleMania because I was there and I remember I was watching. I was like, I kind of like the other thing, like, wait, 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 something gonna happen. Though. Everyone's like leaving. I'm the only one in the stadium. Like, wait a minute, guys, this, <laughs> it's not over yet. Something's, something's gonna happen. happen. <laughs> I know my wrestling. <laughs> All the lights turn off. And I'm just sitting there. <laughs> something's gonna happen. I wish. I wish that would have happened. Someone but, took a video of that. <laughs> <laughs> you just sitting there. <laughs> the roof is closed. How is this happening? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but I don't know. I'm watching this. I'm like this. I mean, I feel like now. I feel like they learned their lessons a little bit from John Cena, and like we can't just have this guy win 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 or he's going to lose the crowd and so now by having him take some setbacks and get beat up a little bit i feel like i feel like they're building a better foundation for him to be the guy that's unbeatable in the future but he doesn't seem less over than heading into wrestlemania and that's that's a big deal you know so wwe has like five or six guys right now and a, a couple of the female wrestlers too that are like wildly over like it's mm-hmm. kind of I, I don't remember a time for in recent history where you had someone who was as over as basically everyone in the bloodline, Cody Rhodes, singing the songs like they do with with Rollins, Dom, all these people that are just like the crowd mm-hmm. is crazy for. It's mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I had this many people who were like like LA Knight, I think right now, if he if LA Knight went and beat just about any champion, I think the crowd would go nuts. Yeah, You know, um, there are so many people they have that are just wildly popular. And I look at NXT, I'm like, they've got people who could be wildly popular very soon, too. Like Carmelo Hayes and Braun Brick. Like, that roster is stacked for, like, it's crazy, right? Like, yeah, am, yeah. I, am I forgetting how popular people were in 2017 or something? I don't, like. I feel like this. it's been a long time since it's been, like, this many super popular wrestlers. No, they've, you know, you're probably going back quite a ways to when you had edge and Cena and Orton and, you know, and undertaker and those guys, but right. uh, of this newer post 2010 generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably right. This is, I mean, they've done better ratings since 2010. I mean, you know, before, uh, but ratings were also way different back then, you know, so TV ratings have changed so, so much with, you know, people streaming and YouTube and, and, not watching live anymore and watching later and obviously the money is in live so but still um it it does feel like they're they're more popular than they were five years ago even though the tv ratings might have been higher five years ago uh ricky lewis says basically since pre-wrestlemania 26 uh who was over um i can't remember what year was i'm so bad at remembering what year different wrestlemania numbers were um so I, I can't I remember. I don't, I don't get the question. Um, um, those raw and SmackDown crowds are lively almost every week. We have to have so many sit on their hands for three hours every Monday. Um, I feel like especially we used to SmackDown. have so many. Yeah, I mean they're so pop. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling's become popular again. Oh, this is a good one. Roz, are you getting those new Apple glasses, my friend? <laughs> Probably not this. Not this go around. But no. I've seen some of those demo videos of the stuff you could do with them. And it does seem pretty cool. But wearing a thick headset, um, you know, we we had bought the whole 3D stuff like 10 years ago. And <laughs> you use it for like a month and and, and then it stopped. <laughs> I saw a great meme. I, I wish I had. I'd send it to you, Raj. It was uh, uh, Logan Roy. Uh, and they had, someone had put the glasses on him. Uh-huh. And it said Logan Roy talk, or it said uh, Apple talking to Google and Facebook and uh, all the other tech companies. Like you're not serious people. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was funny, but stupid. But I will say, I think those are. I think these goggles are going to be like the car phone uh, back in the day, where it was super expensive. Didn't really know if it was worth it, but people investing in that was what eventually led us to the cell phones we had today. So um, I don't know how popular these are going to be, but I bet in a few years, everyone's going to have some kind of thing on their face. You should see those demo videos. It's pretty crazy, the stuff 
but you know, a lot of that is you could watch a, a movie and it's, it's, it's immersed around you. Right. But you can't really do that unless you're with your family yet. I don't think unless it's, everyone has to have their own glasses and I don't know, you sync the movie. I don't know what, how you do it, but uh, right. I, I don't see it. You know, I don't see it right away, but I could see this being a thing down the road. I'll tell you, I do not have the heart to watch a horror movie in those glasses. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> like, hey, Jack, look behind you. Ah! <laughs> really behind me. Yeah. Uh, putting me ringside for Mania 42 with those things. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I remember when the iPhone came out and so many people were betting against it. And... uh yeah. Look where we are now. Yep. Um, Apple goggles is almost like ready player one. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, Last question I think we'll take for the day here, but uh, big time Baxter says, do you think WWE has a lot of 40 year olds as their top stars? The talent pool of young wrestlers under 30 that are draws are very few. Um, They do have over forties, but I think that they've also got 30 Cody's in his thirties. Um, yeah, isn't Seth Rollins and I think Seth Rollins? I think Roman is too. Uh, I think they're all upper thirties, but um, but also if you turn on, like I said, NXT, Carmelo Hayes is going to be a major star. I think Austin Theory is going to be a major star. I think Braun Breaker is going to be a star. Like they'll be fine. Yeah, you know, I think Grayson Waller is going to do great. You know, they they do mm-hmm. have their forty year old uh wrestlers but 40 year old today isn't the 40 year old of and really the, the top 40 guys uh, top guys that are over 40 i think it's just brock and um randy orton i'm trying to right. think it's as far as like main event main event players uh bobby lashley is a vampire so i believe yes, he's about a thousand and six yeah. but uh <laughs> yes bobby lashley too uh <laughs> he he looks the same but he uh he's he's been around for centuries i believe yeah. um but uh, yeah, I think they'll be 40 today isn't 40 of 2000. Um, right. Because back yeah, then, I think nothing makes it, me feel older than when someone's like, you know, Shane McMahon is older than Vince was when he was in his feud with Stone Cold. I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, remember when Roddy Piper and AJ, I mean, not Roddy, when Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan had that cage match in WCW? Yeah. AJ Styles is, I think, older now than both were back then. So it's. Uh, yes. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it, it's totally different world now. But uh, I think that does it for us. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who was a part of this chat. It was fun chat with you all. Tony, Mark, Tornado, Big Time, uh, Degenerates United, Samantha, Ricky, uh, Mark and uh, everyone else. Ricky, I think I said already, but I'll say it again. Jeffrey and uh, everyone else. Thanks so much for joining us in the chat. Remember to like, comment, share, subscribe. Even if you were here in the chat or watched it or just lurking around. Uh, like and hit the uh again leave a comment and share it with your friends this is one of our newer shows so we're trying to get some people tuning in so it's always appreciated uh, raj any final thoughts and where can the world find you online uh just check me out on twitter at the raj gary that's where all the good stuff is you can follow me at real jack farmer across all social media make sure to follow at wrestling inc as well you can check me out i'm going to be doing commentary for prestige wrestling on the 18th which i believe will be streaming or you can check it out live here in los angeles um but that should be fun we got some cool matchups happening there some big names will be there so check it out uh i think that does it for us raj we're going to sign off i'm going to hit this little and broadcast button and we'll see you guys all tomorrow for the after smackdown and rampage show